Hey, Next to Nonprofits podcast listeners, this is Steve Boland, and I just wanted to have a quick technical note ahead of the show that we had some issues with the wrong microphone picking up on my end during the recording. It's still a great conversation. Dan sounds great, so we're going to run with it, but I do apologize for the uh, kind of bathtub sound from my end. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to Next in Nonprofits. I'm Steve Boland, and I am very pleased to be joined today by Dan Schoenfeld, the Vice President of Strategic Development at Flux Labs. Dan, thank you so much for taking time today. Absolutely, and thank you for having me. Um, I asked for some of your time to talk about a, a newer project at Flux uh, that I'm particularly excited about, Grant Seeker. But before we dive into all of that, could you just um, first of all, tell people a little bit about uh, you and your role at Flux, but also a little bit about what is Flux Labs. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you said, my name is Dan Schoenfeld. Um, I'm the Vice President of Strategic Development here. Um, I've been at Flux about five months, but I feel like I've been at Flux for about seven years. Um, <laughs> I come from the private foundation world. I used to work for the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, which is about a $3 billion private foundation based out of Miami. Uh, we were actually Flux's first client. So when Flux was a startup with four people in a room in San Francisco and they were developing uh, this new grants management system, uh, we were a foundation looking for one. So um, we have uh, been working collaboratively as, a, uh, as I was a user and now uh, working on the Flux team. Um, so Flux, as I said, is a, is a grants management platform. It's a technology company. Um, and we like to say we bridge both, uh, as we're going to talk about here, the grant seekers and the grant makers. So the funders, uh, we, we work on building capacity and, and transparency and breaking down those silos that sometimes exist in the, in the foundation and government and, and grant making uh, sectors. Um, and at the same time, we try and connect the people that are looking for grants. So many of the folks that are um, uh, from, may not be directly as familiar with Flux.io as a website name or as a business name, but many folks listening to this will have at one time or another been through uh, a system of requesting a grant that Flux has managed at the other end, but you may not have known it because you started out at foundation.org, whatever, found out some eligibility questions, did a whatever, but if you would then eventually apply, you've probably at some point landed at a Flux-supported instance with some grant application along the lines, as you mentioned, you started out uh, with maybe some like the Knight Foundation, but have expanded to many others. So you've, Flux has been in that business for a few years now. Uh, how, what, what problem did Flux kind of see in the grant making world that you thought a new technology solution could try to help solve? Yeah, great question. So uh, I think that a lot of people in philanthropy have this um, perception that, you know, it's, it's kind of the old school grant making technology, right? So a lot of foundations don't use uh, you know the most up-to-date cloud-based systems uh, there was really a niche there for you know a cloud-based system something that could automate the the very administrative burden and the very mid administrative process of making a grant um, something that can improve that visibility and that transparency within the foundation um, and then streamline those processes and and streamline those processes from the standpoint of building capacity within the foundation um, foundations tend to hire very, very smart and creative mindsets, um, and we built a product to really allow 
those people to do what they're there for and be creative and be strategic and, and worry less about the administrative burden and the rules and the regulations and the IRS due diligence process and, and all of that. So that was really kind of uh, Flux's uh, goal and, and their mantra to start. And uh, 280 clients later, we feel like we're doing the best job in the business at it. So you've gathered a lot of data over the last few years from um, both the foundations or other grant makers that are using your system to help manage the uh, inflow of information that people that would like to partner with those grant makers uh, want to learn more. So help to gather all of that. But that teaches you a tremendous amount about those grant seekers, too, because you're gathering very similar information from many of them as you go through this process of uh, uh, sorting through data. Um, at some point, somebody must have come up with the idea of saying, all right, we have learned a lot about those grant seekers. How do we maybe flip this product around? I didn't know that it was being considered um, until one day I, I get this uh, notice of somebody who has filled out other Flux applications like, we have this new thing available for the grant seeker. If you'd like to try it, here's how you can begin. And when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, all the stuff they've learned is starting to come out on our side of the equation, not just the, the grant maker side. Where was the process about saying, how do we now turn what we've learned from serving grant makers to um, bringing some advantage to those grant seekers? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny that you say that because last year we put $5 billion through our system on the grant maker side, right? So that's 280 clients, that's $5 billion going out. Um, but looking at the grant seeker side, there really isn't a product out there for the people that are trying to ascertain that $5 billion. So, you know, we are a company that is part of the pledge 1%, which means we give 1% of our profits um, to charities and, and um, nonprofits ourselves. Uh, we also pledge 1% of our time as an organization. So Giving Tuesday was the other day and we were all working in the Alameda Food Bank. But 1% also means we donate 1% of our developer hours, which can be the most important giving back 1% that we have. Um, and so when we were building a grant maker system and in a, in a system for funders, and we're talking about capacity building and all these burdens that are on the people giving away the money, it's only natural to say, look, the people receiving the money are filling out reports. Sometimes they're grassroots nonprofits. There are a couple people maybe. They don't have the ability to pay for this expensive software. Maybe these foundations can pay for it. They don't have ability to get to financial reporting or task management or project management. So um, we decided that that's how we're going to use our 1% of our developer hours. So we've spent quite actually around 7% of our developer hours mm -hmm. right, um, building up this product. And, and we're, we're layering all sorts of really cool features in this product. You know, we allow grantees to obviously see it for free, um, use it for free. They can manage all their tasks. They can have their entire team on this product for free. They can integrate it with their own calendars. Um, they can see... Uh, timelines of of when all of the reports are due, when their payments are coming, and and the thing is, it's it's grants management system analogous. So, if they are working with a Flux client, great, all that information is fed directly into this grant seeker system. But if they're not, they just manually add it. So I, I always say it's like if you have a bank account, a checking account with Bank of America, but you may have a four hundred one k with Vanguard, or you might have an IRA with Fidelity. And right now, I don't know about you, but I have like 
five username and passwords I got to remember. And there's stuff all over the place. I, I, sometimes I don't even forget and I'm constantly resetting passwords. Well, grant seeker is, is out there to get rid of all of that. It's no matter where you're managing your grants today as a grant seeker, we wanted to build one platform so you could see it all in one repository, just like our grant makers can do. Um, a lot of our foundations had, you know, six, seven, eight different desperate systems. And, and that's why they came to us. And, and that's what Flux does well from the grant maker side. And so it was only fitting that while we're going to give back and we're going to pledge this 1%, we might as well take the technology that we have for the funders and give that to our grantees as well to help them. Yeah, I had a chance to, well, first of all, I should mention, um, we do have a podcast about the um, Pledge 1% talking with those folks about what their goals are. So I'll put a link in the show notes for people that are not as familiar with that effort. But as a Pledge 1% uh, participant and, and seeing this, the opportunity to make something like this available to that smaller or more medium-sized shop, I think is important. As you mentioned that um, there are, uh, I would say, expensive uh, software packages out there that are designed to help with grants management. And um, spending money on something like that is uh, particularly painful to that mid-sized nonprofit. They really, yeah, it's it's always a challenge to tell them uh, that you know you're going to save X number of staff or X number of hours in effort, spend a little bit of money on software. But boy, nonprofits are are in my experience just so much more eager to spend money on their human capital and a lot less on their technology infrastructure. So to have an option where they can have a level of service for grants management that does not cost them anything um, is pretty amazing. And we'll, we'll get into the premium tier that's just launching in a little bit too to talk about what, what a few more dollars on top of the free tier will do. But um, starting with that free tier of service, I think it's important to recognize a lot of the clients that might be coming into or the nonprofit organizations, the grant seekers, are probably not coming in from some competitive platform out there. They're probably coming in from a spreadsheet that they've been using to manage this information and probably not particularly well. So uh, as you look at the people that might be able to benefit from uh, automating their processes a little bit more, um, how did you start thinking about the nonprofit user coming in probably with less sophistication than some of your foundation users, which maybe had some level of, of a grants management system before, even if it wasn't Flux, um, but they, they're probably better staffed, probably have more resources, probably thought about that, as opposed to these newer folks that are maybe coming in from something as simple as a spreadsheet to try and track how they're seeking support? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. We actually did a ton of research before we even built one thing. And I think that's something that that we do at Flux well on the grant maker side as well. We, we have a community. I think the strongest thing we have is this community of not just grant makers, but nonprofits and change makers and grant seekers. So we uh, actually surveyed more than 270 different nonprofits, anything from, like I said, grassroots to people, you know, an artist painting a mural to the Harvards of the world that have, you know, grants with, you know, 50 or 60 different foundations over the US. And, and we just, we didn't want to talk about technology. We wanted to talk about what are the tools you need to do your job as a grant seeker? What do you need that's going to eliminate the burden that you come in every day and you say, instead of being in the community and doing what I'm supposed to be doing as my nonprofit, you're, you're sitting behind a desk in front of a computer and that's where you are. Um, and they told, us, they told us several things. They told us, <clears throat> one, it's really, really important to them that they can lay out all of their tasks in, in kind of a timeline, right? So 
you know, if they have just two or three people, only one person used to have access to this portal, whatever grants management system they were on. And they said, well, I have no visibility to, to lay things out in, in a project plan, right? I, I have one person that might be across the country that can't see the same things I'm seeing. So we said, well, we need to make sure that you can add as many team members as you need to. So we basically have unlimited access. You can, anybody can sign up and you can basically consolidate this entire team. Um, they also said that, you know, to your point about they don't have the money to go out and buy a, you know, Quicken software or an SAP or an Oracle or a financial database or use Microsoft business intelligence. So, so we wanted to actually give them some uh, simple financial software, something that can consolidate their money. Where is it coming from? If they have fundraising goals, um, stuff like that, you know, there's just, it, it's, it, there are a lot of organizations that, that try and help nonprofits, whether it's a tech soup or whether it's something that, you know, points people in the right direction to get discounted software. We wanted to say, look, even discounted software, if you're a nonprofit and you're, you're relying on every dollar to do your mission, we're just going to give it to you. So, you know, we built that, but, you know, to answer the question, we, we did a lot of surveying. We listened to a lot of grant seekers of all different varieties. Um, and then we also talked to our grant makers. Um, our grant makers, uh, a lot of them do this Center for Effective Philanthropy, CEP. They do a grantee perception report. Um, even foundations have done them multiple times. And they have the data. They have what their grantees are saying. And so they were nice enough to pass this along to us saying, like, you know, here, here, this is exactly what they're saying. They don't know where they are in process. They don't know when their next payment's coming from. And, and so we were able to utilize that. So having had a chance to now use this with a few different clients, I think there's some things I want to really um, talk through with you for the listening audience there about um, why would they want to take advantage of this as opposed to that flat spreadsheet or, you know, heavens forbid, a piece of paper or whatever else they've been using to track this stuff. Um, one of which I think is, is the fact that many of the organizations that you're trying to um, track how you're working with are already in this database if you go to sign up. So the first thing is I'm, I'm applying for a grant from you know Knight Foundation, for example. Let's throw that one out. Um, if you go in and search Knight, it will pre-populate an awful lot of information about Knight for you or really any grant maker that's in the IRS database, uh, if, if I am understanding that correctly, right, is already there that you don't have to spend the time tracking down what's what's their um, address and phone number and all those things. That, that is something that is pre-populated from your other work. Correct. Yes. So we have built an integration with GuideStar. Now, GuideStar holds just about every publicly available document uh, of every nonprofit in the U.S., uh, foundation-wise and other. So um, that integration is key. So like you said, you can go in there. Even if you don't know the name of the foundation, if I want to put Kresge Foundation, I type K-R-E-S, and I, I don't know the rest of it, but I know it's somewhere around Detroit. That's how you can search. You can get EIN numbers. You can see what they fund. You can see um, anything that's publicly available will come into the system. I think that's a, a real strong advantage in one place, but I've also found that um, there are some entities that you might be seeking a grant from that aren't going to be in there. In particular, I think some local governmental or, or quasi-governmental grantors um, that don't qualify as a see-through. They don't show up in that database, but the system allows you to fairly quickly add new ones. So if it's not in there, you can pretty quickly decide what important contact information you want about that, that organization you're seeking money from, add it in, and then it's available in your record to go back to next time, time and again, whatever it might be. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's ways to manually add anything you need. I mean, we've talked to nonprofits that literally added organizations that are their families because sometimes their families help fund their nonprofit. You know, mm -hmm. um, family might not have a 501c3 designation, but you know they're they're helping with the nonprofit. Um, but yeah, to to your point, it, it doesn't have to be something that's in a system, or it doesn't have to be something that's formalized with a tax ID number. Um, you know, wherever that funding is coming from, it does give them the ability to just manually add that. So I think what's next that I found particularly useful is somebody that's working with those smaller charities where, um, you know, maybe there's five or six staff or 10 or 11, but there's probably not a full-time grants manager. They're going to have to piece this together across several different roles. Is what you were describing, this ability to create and assign tasks across as many users as you need. Those users not necessarily needing to be employees of the charity. Some of them can be volunteers. They can be contractors. They can be whatever. But if you want somebody to write a section of narrative for a grant, you can assign that work to them and track that it's been assigned with a due date. You can assign a budgeting section to more of a financial manager person in your office. You can assign something else to another person and you get that timeline that you just talked about. That particular feature, I think, is very powerful and I don't know that it's replicatable anywhere outside of paid systems that I've seen to be able to bring lots of disparate staff people, volunteers, or other supporters together in one kind of project management thing, assigning tasks from a leads grant seeker type role and being able to see those things all simultaneously within a shared infrastructure that anybody can log into from wherever they are. I don't know how that particular function came up on your user testing or question, but it is certainly something that was hugely important to the folks I'm working with. Um, how, how does that element kind of get utilized so far as you're seeing it? Are you seeing just solo practitioners kind of using this, or are there several organizations that are in, importing tasks to several different people? Yeah, so we're seeing that as one of the most popular features, believe it or not. So yeah. to, to your point, uh, when most people fill out grant applications or they're writing reports or even when they're you know tracking payments, there's different people doing different pieces. So when we went out and we surveyed these nonprofits, the first thing they told us was, look, I don't have a way to, to handle version control. I fill out the strategy section, then I give it to somebody that fills out the risk section, then I give it to somebody that fills out you know, the opportunity and the activities, and then I give it to the finance person. Well, we wanted them to have the same ability as our funders and grant maker have with the transparency and the visibility. So you can add as many people, like I said, from your team in this, and then you have answer banks. You can even post canned answers that you can go there and copy and paste. Um, you can assign, you know, to your point, somebody to do a specific section of a specific task, a specific report. Um, and, and everyone can be in there working collaboratively uh, because, you know, in reality, most of the nonprofits, it's, it's not just one person doing, you know, every report and every payment. And, and they do kind of split that up. And, and Grant Seeker does allow them to do that seamlessly. And they're not kind of stepping on each other's feet. They're not emailing PDFs and Word documents around, and, and that actually comes through and helps the foundations as well because they're finding that they're getting the reports returned faster. Their, their grantees know exactly where they are in the process. Their applications are filled out uh, more effectively. Um, so it's really a win-win on both sides. Yeah. I think looking at this too as kind of a, 
um, that relational database function rather than just you know um, a filing system is a different way of considering how to work with grants management for the grant seeker that um, instead of thinking that I have the folder for um, this particular application, um, that folder can be viewed by the tasks assigned to that particular person. So if that finance person in your organization has to do three different program budgets or three different grant applications, um, and they're all kind of coming up at the same time, you can see that person has been tasked with too much work to get done all in the same day or whatever. You can see that because it's not just this application. It looks at that person's tasks across anything to do with any of those supporting things. And you can kind of view that. Uh, but similarly, you can go back and look at uh, not just this application for this grant for that funder, but all of the contact I've had with that funder over anything that I've put in. And that has been particularly useful too, to say, we've had these three applications that weren't funded for these reasons, but we had this one that was, and we need to really have that perspective as we're communicating with that funder about the next application, the next thing to know, these things weren't successful, this one was, and, and to have that look by funder, as well as by funding application, as well as by task person, being able to pull all of those things is really powerful and I think very exciting. Is is there is that where you're also hearing from people or is that feature not as utilized yet because maybe people aren't as used to seeing it? No, I think it's uh, that's exactly what we're hearing. And and not only are people being able to use the historical data, right? So if they're applying for multiple foundations, they can go across all of their applications and maybe they maybe they're getting feedback from these funders and they can put notes and feedback on it and they can kind of combine everything in one repository. Um, I'll actually take it a step further as well. The historical, not just grant applications, but the historical payment information is super important to these grantees because not a lot of people realize this, but grantees get financially audits just like a foundation has to go through a financial audit. And at the end of the year, when they go and they get this audit letter that comes in, it says, we need to know every payment that you've received this year to date. And if they have multiple funders giving them payments, maybe they don't know all the dates, they have to go in four or five different systems. Now with GrantSeeker, they literally go to payments for the year 2017 or 2018, whatever that may be, and they can export that to a CSV or an Excel form directly from GrantSeeker, and they can hand it to their auditor and say, here are all the payments we got from all of our different funders. Amazingly useful, and I think really important. And one of the other things that I found useful that I wanted to ask you about is these um, different views of uh, applications or requests for funding that you can pull together. So me, of course, being a fairly um, upcoming deadline focused person, you know, the first thing I want to see when I log in to talk about what's coming up next that I have to make sure is done by whatever deadline I, you know, and get to that and make sure that we've hit those responsibilities first. So you can certainly come into that and say, I, I really know I want to work on that Knight Foundation application next time. I'm, I'm in GrantSeeker to help support that. But it's also good to go into GrantSeeker and go, let me see what's coming up, not just for my tasks, but all the deadlines that are pending for whatever request it may be, so that if it's not me, but it's somebody else on the team that we're waiting for, I can really keep focused on those upcoming deadlines. Uh, I mean, that part, I think, that deadline management across tasks and teams is really an important part of what you're making available here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I constantly go out to the field and talk to these grantees and, and ask them what we can do to improve the product. And one of the things I was talking to a, a large university uh, not too long ago, and, and they have 32 different flux systems that they have to log into. So think wow. about that. 
not just not just grants management systems, flux systems, 32 different flux systems. They had 213 reports they had to do last year. Now, they're lucky enough to have a, a very large department that works on this. And they had about 14 people that work on these reports, but they're all working in different systems. They're borrowing username and passwords. Uh, the deadlines are on post-it notes. He told me <laughs> they're, they're just all over the place because, you know, the, the funders all on different systems don't have something that all kind of talks to each other. It's not, there's not like one big repository. So they're using this, the, the, they're the most fascinated with the fact that they have now single sign-on for 32 different grant platforms because if they're Flux clients, they can go directly into their portals from Grant Seeker. Um, and it's seamless. So, you know, they, they tell me that it's not just knowing when the deadlines are and having everybody working within the system. It's the fact that they have single sign on right now, just like they would have an Okta product or a, you know, a, a, a duo product, whatever that may be. Um, and it's free. And now they can get all their work done and, and see everything transparently across their entire department. So there's a level of uh, service that you've made available for charities you use for free. That's tremendously helpful. Um, but I haven't had a chance yet to play with a, a fairly new element that has just been introduced to more premium tier for some dollars every month. Can you talk a little bit more about what the add-ons are and how you've decided to roll this the, the higher level of service out? Yeah, so it's actually if you if you go to grantseeker.flux.io, there's a pricing uh, section that's brand new, and that's probably what you're referring to. And yep. the great thing is, when you click on pricing, it says Flux Grant Seeker is free. <laughs> so um, in the future, we do imagine making kind of a premium tier available, maybe expanding on some of that financial reporting, um, doing things like making fiscal agents and fiscal sponsors uh, visible and, and showing their fees because a lot of the grantees use things like fiscal agents and fiscal sponsors, and they don't always know where to go for that. Um, maybe even including kind of a, a, a premier tier of like knowledge base, best practices, maybe some grant writing stuff. Um, but right now, everything that you see in Grant Seeker is free, and it will always 100% be free to use. So the the complete free cloud-based solution, um, the ability to assign unlimited tasks, um, track funders, reports, payments, uh, store any uh, responses in this answer bank, um, track and measure your impact data, which is something I, you know, we should talk about as well, because yeah. they, can, they have the ability to kind of put these impact updates. Um, but all of that is free. That is the core product that is part of our pledge 1%. Um, and that will always be free. So um, going forward, I, I do believe we're going to look at kind of what what the grant uh, seekers uh, tell us that that they will pay for, how much they'll pay for it, and and what would actually be and constitute that like kind of premier service. But uh, you know that's all in the future. Right now, we're we're really focused on just building out the best free product we can. Okay, so let's talk about that impact measurement and tracking side of the equation because so many of us get so focused on how are we bringing in next year's dollars that um, we, we often kind of get um, bitten from behind on that uh, report on what did we do with the last application? How did the, the project go? What, what were the outputs and towards what potential outcomes are we working towards here? Um, those things sometimes I, I feel like are the forgotten stepchild of, uh, the, of, of the communications with funders that uh, we, we do need to do those things. We appreciate them uh, and it's good to do, but I, I think that the focus so often is about you know, looking at committing resources in the future. 
that when it comes time to write the report uh, and make sure that it's submitted on time, it, it always feels like it's, oh my gosh, we have to hurry and rush through. So part of what you're doing here is I think trying to aggregate that, that, that more complex uh, database system where you can be tracking these outcomes um, and use them sort of as, as reportable objects that can be aggregated in different grant applications. You can kind of put back together again, you know, those reports based on information that can be reusable. If I understand it, I haven't used this feature yet, but is that what you're trying to get to? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of, of that and more. And, and I will say, I'm gonna throw a little plug in here. If you wanna learn more about this, I'm doing a fantastic webinar on December 18th, all mm -hmm. about impact storytelling. <laughs> so um, what we wanted to do was, we saw the need for, to, to really give our give the grant seekers a way to measure impact, right? And, and I'm not talking about the foundation saying, hey, you finished your grant, answer these 10 questions, and then we're gonna read those 10 questions and we'll tell you what the impact of your grant was. Um, the grant seekers told us, look, we're doing things every day. And, and I, I would love to tell the foundation about what we did. Maybe they gave me money to, to put, a, put on a performance and I gave I, the performance was on Monday, but my report's not due for six months. Well, so we designed a feature for them to simply put together an update and that update is around impact. What they can do is they can say, look, here's what happened in five minutes, they can fill out this form. They put things like sentiment. So are they positive? Are they negative? Um, they put things like, here are my metrics. So I'll go back to that performance example. Um, you know, if they say, hey, I did a performance on Monday, here's a picture of it, here's a video clip of it, here's a little narrative description. Oh, and we had X amount of people come, uh, the diversity of the performance was X, Y, and Z, our ticket sales revenue was this. They can basically fill that out however they want. They own their own impact updates. Now, the advantage is if you are a Flux client and you're on the grant maker side, you also have the ability to see these updates. So um, the, the grant seekers, they own these updates, they have their own wall, it's a really, really cool feature. Um, they can send people links to it, they can post it to their social media, um, and, and it's really their update. But from a funder side, if I have a report due six months from now, and all of a sudden I see this updates posted, um, and the sentiment is negative, let's say, I can pick up the phone as a foundation and say, hey, what happened? I saw you just posted that update. Um, is it because your audience participation rate was too low? Because I see you put that as a metric or um, you know, what's going on? Maybe I can help you because I have resources of, as a foundation. I want you to succeed. Um, so we, we always knew that top-down reporting was there. Foundations, you know, they do a great job developing five, 10, 15 different reports and, and, and making them narrative and, and telling them what they want to hear and you know, what, what we want to collect. Um, but there was never a bottom-up approach to it. And so we said, look, let's give you guys the opportunity to have that bottom-up approach. And, and that is really, really exciting. And, and, and what I'll talk about in the webinar on the 18th is specifically um, a grantee that, you know, without giving away the whole webinar, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, uh, had, a, had a little issue with, with the hurricanes down in Miami last year and had to repurpose the entire grant that was given to them. But the foundation would not have known that had they not seen this impact update that had a negative sentiment saying, I don't know what to do. I cannot perform the grant that you gave me money to do. So, right. you know, when you're talking about impact, that to me is true grassroots impact. And that's, that's again, just another free feature that, that is so powerful in grant seeker. 
but is often reusable across multiple communications with different supporters too. So if you're looking at, you know, these grant funders um, want to know this information, if you have your team kind of looking at your impact data, uh, um, independent of any one program application, but, but putting it into the system, then it's easier to sort of aggregate these elements for um, this funder and those elements for that funder, but instead of having to recreate the wheel every time you're kind of just highlighting stuff that's already been assembled within the system and I think should make recording um, easier for everybody, even if the different grant supporters have somewhat different metrics that they want to hear about or different outcomes that they want to learn about. If you get them all into the system, it's easier to assemble that and, and ship that report to the right funders based on the fact that you've already been doing that all, all the way along instead of trying to write it all at the end of the, of the process. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's another thing. We've we've always had that on our grant maker platform where grantees could go in and save their work as they go along. But the the reason why that feature existed on the grant maker platform is, is exactly like you said. So these impact updates, you know, they want to tell their story right away. They don't want to wait six months and then fill out 20 questions when it's not fresh in their mind. Um, you know, there's constantly things going on every day. Um, I, when I work, used to work at a foundation, I used to ask our program staff these simple questions like, hey, tell me about the best grant you've ever given. You'd be really surprised how hard it is for somebody to quantify what a good grant is, right? Mm. There's not a lot of outcomes. There's not a lot of measurement. There's not a lot of impact metrics. Um, and that's what we're trying to solve for as well. So, you know, it works for both the funders and the grantees. And I think that, you know, this is kind of the future of reporting. Um, I know a lot of uh, our, our clients on the grant maker side has, have seen this on the grant seeker platform and said, look, maybe we need to go back and start looking about how we're actually asking our grantees to report on, on their projects, on their grants. I think another thing that grant seekers sometimes you know feel that frustration about is we would love it if uh, every grant maker out there in the world would just um, give us very large operating support grants and and not need to know specific program based outcomes uh, that you know a big fat uh, check would be lovely without lots of strings attached. That is not of course the way that the world works. You know most grant makers want to know about specific areas they tend to fund in program-based grants rather than general operating support. But the tools that you're building here are, are allowing, I think, folks to talk about um, how they do program reporting and program budgeting across multiple grant funders differently. And here, we're not so much talking about the, the outcome side, but much more the, how do you tell the full story of, is this particular program fully funded when I'm only getting a portion of it from this grant maker, but maybe a portion from that grant maker, maybe a portion from individual donors that are coming in, and I can put together the full budget for the program showing all of those multiple areas, but also where are they in progress? You know, being able to see all of that from that grant maker side, you know, by program area is another very helpful feature that I think um, might take a little bit of data entry to get up and running, you know, that, that you'd really want to make sure you go back and get your past grants entered in so that you can see the historical data about any particular program area you're working in. But being able to talk about a program budget that has multiple funding streams, but it gets seen as a program instead of get seen as a single grant um, is a very helpful and I think very powerful part of what you're putting on the table here. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, our CEO, Madeline Duva, always talks about philanthropy connected, right? So we're connecting all of these dots. That's what we that's what we do on the grant maker side. And this is what we're trying to do on the grant seeker side. You know, it's it's this bridge for collaboration between nonprofits and funders so they can both work together and interact e more easily together and and 
in the end, what's that do? It's it's better for the world, right? We're we're lucky enough to to work in this sector where everyone's trying to do good. And and if we can help with that and we can connect the nonprofits and the grant seekers better with the grant makers who have the money, it's only going to streamline that process and it's only going to make more impact for better causes that that we all care about. There's so much uh, already built into this that I think one of the challenges may be talking about sort of a shift in workflow thinking from some of those more mid-sized nonprofits where um, in, instead of having like a grants manager who you know kind of is the gatekeeper and, and has control over everything, but is also that person that then has to go track down I need a budget from you. I need a program report from you. I need a forecast from you. And and that can be a bottleneck. This is a little bit of a shift in thinking to um, kind of uh, decentralize that a little bit and, and share the workload a little bit more, but have that data flow in without necessarily even knowing if that one grant manager is in the office that day, that this stuff can be happening without that that particular bottleneck happening that to me is different from how it has been done before but different sometimes means a, a culture change and a shift are you getting any pushback from uh, any of the clients going boy we used to have just this one grants manager and that person's kind of uncomfortable with you know being able to use this more decentralized system yeah you know you know what's funny is we've been kind of disrupting philanthropy since day one of <laughs> flux <laughs> so so like i said when i was on the foundation side and we and we chose flux to be our grants management system and we literally chose a startup with four people that were sitting in a room and and had a whiteboard um that's what was needed in this sector right so i think every time we we bring forward a, an idea and we bring the technology behind it and we and we explain why we feel this is the future of philanthropy. Um, there's always kind of the the hesitation at first, but then you know down the line you'll get people that say, "Look, I don't even know how I did it before. This is amazing. This is exactly <laughs> what we needed. Um, I was one of those people. This is exactly why I ended up working at Flux." Um, so you know, I think that disruption is always good. Disruption tends to bring innovation, and and that's really where we see our sweet spot and where we we see this going. And and you know what, it's Sometimes people go in and they say, I need a new grants management system because I want to make a faster grant. And I always say, I don't care how fast you make a grant. I want to give you the chance to make that grant as efficiently as possible, but I want to give you a chance to use your strategic mind. And I, I, I want you to not have to worry about that administrative burden. I want you to be able to be there and use the mind that you were hired to do. And, and I think that's what we do on both the grant maker side and now that's what we're doing on the grant seeker side. We want them to be able to work in their communities and work on their grants and their projects and not have to worry about filling out a report or tracking a payment or figuring out how much money is in the bank. Yeah, I think that just my experience with some, I think that may be one of the bigger challenges of using a system like this, though, is uh, the folks that have kind of gotten used to the old way um, may need to give up a little bit of control in order to share that responsibility across a team uh, differently from how it's been done before. Uh, and I don't mean to make out, you know, charities as, uh, as dinosaurs that, that don't want to change. I mean, but there are elements of um, we've, we've had this system, then we know how that one works and asking us to be a little bit more nimble and a little bit more um, distributed, uh, I think can be challenging. I'll, I like your word disruption. I think that that sounds uh, like a positive move forward. Uh, but I do think that as people are looking at this system, it is still possible to have a single grants manager try to manage everything through this particular system and kind of be that administrative gatekeeper and everybody else has a lower level of permission 
But it's also possible to turn this around a little bit and say, we can share the responsibility for making sure that all of our team is contributing to the best possible grant seeker experience that we can do. But you're going to have to be ready to, um, I think, let go of a little bit of control through one gatekeeper. And I think that's good, but it's it maybe in some organizations is a little bit of a change. Yeah. So all that said, we're, we're running a little bit low on time. I do want to give you a chance to um, um, talk a little bit more about what you think, um, in addition to some of these premium features that will be coming along, what, what's the development pathway forward for Grant Seeker in particular as Flux continues to work in the philanthropic world? Yeah, I mean, we have probably a dozen feature sets just written on a whiteboard ready to go right now. And we mm -hmm. are just looking for the hours to get it done. <laughs> um, I think that the, the product is definitely going to continue to evolve. Um, we're Like I said, we're getting our ideas from the field, from the nonprofits. So if you've submitted an idea, great. If you have an idea, please go on this platform and submit these ideas. Um, that's really how we grow as a company and how we grow as a product. Um, you know, down the road, I, I, I know that the, the foundations and the grant maker side, um, they're going to start taking an active involvement and in building this out as well, because what's good for the grantees is good for the foundation. And, um, you know, I just hope that we just continue to, to bring that network of grant seekers and grant makers together and, and really democratize philanthropy. And, and that's kind of what we've been doing on the grant maker side for all these years. And I feel like, you know, the grant seeker side is just the next one to, uh, to attack. Cool. So you mentioned a webinar coming up uh, December 18th. Did you say how do people register or, or sign up or what do they need to do to participate? Yep, absolutely. So just go to uh, our website, flux.io, and uh, you'll see a little pop-up to register for this webinar. It's on uh, December 18th. It's uh, all about the impact storytelling. Um, and they're going to talk a little bit about this pilot that they did um, using these impact updates and, and how it really kind of led to these amazing grantee stories that everybody, no matter what grants management system you're on and no matter you know what if your grantees use grant seeker whatever that is um it, everyone can take something away and learn from it and again have to emphasize that the um, core of the product being free go to grantseeker.flux.io and and just create a login and try it i, I mean it, there's certainly i found it very easy to use right away with uh without loads of um data to make it do everything you want it to do i think you're going to want to go back and allow a little bit of time to get some grant history um re-entered into a, a newer system so if you've got a folder of we've had applications with this funder for five or six years, you're going to, I think, find it extremely valuable to um, spend a little bit of time catching up that data. But once it's in there and you're using it, I, I think it's just a tremendous asset to many charities. So I'm um, glad that you've got it out there. Look forward to the next evolutions of it. And uh, um, I want to just say uh, to Dan Schoenfeld, Vice President of Strategic Development at Flux Labs, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, I look uh, forward to speaking to you uh, again soon. So thanks for having me.